The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SW Commonwealth on Twitter and take your first steps into a larger world. Hello there. You want the bad news? Roger, Roger. The Force. It's calling to you. This is not going to go the way you think. Now you will experience the full power of the dark side. That's not how the Force works. I need someone to show me my place in all this. This is madness. Let the past die. Kill it. It's a trap! Fulfill your destiny. No! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the TSW Roundtable. I am your moderator, Robert Cass, and today we are finally getting back to our retrospective series, and we are covering The Force Awakens. Fortunately, I do not have to do it alone. Uh, with me today is my good friend from across uh, the provincial border in uh, Quebec, uh, Kyle from Tumbling Saber. Come on, ça va, Kyle? Oh, ça va bien. Monsieur Robert Cast. <laughs> oui, that is I. I would speak more French, but growing up in Northern Ontario, I can swear at you, proposition you, and ask, <laughs> and, and, ask and ask who farted. But until I until I actually visit Quebec, I I thought I was bilingual. Apparently, I'm not. <laughs> you and, well, as a Quebecer, we are obliged to say yes to all those things anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we take all propositions, all bribes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, so a little, a little Canadian humor to start us out. So, uh, Kyle from the Tumbling Saber here. He's going to be my co-host. But we are also enjoy, enjoyed. We are joined. <laughs> we are enjoyed and joined by my good friend, Knight of the Commonwealth, Matt. How you doing, Matt? How you doing, guys? Ahoy, ahoy. Uh, so, um, we're getting excited here. We're, uh, we took a little hiatus. We had uh, a, a, other roundtables. We were celebrating our good friend, uh, Steve Kirk, and we lost him over the summer. But now we, uh, we push forward and uh, we continue, uh, you know, enjoying what we're enjoying. And this is a, a, a look back at The Force Awakens. It's not, we're not going to have a beat for beat. Um, oh, this scene to that scene, this scene to that scene. This is just three dudes talking about where they were, what they thought, how they liked the movie, um, what they were thinking at the time, and just, uh, just reminiscing The Force Awakens. I usually pass it off first, but I'm going to start this real quick. I just have something to uh, say with the the announcement of Force Awakens. Well, it wasn't an announcement of the Force Awakens. It was an announcement of the Disney takeover. Now, Kyle and I are from the OT generation, and I enjoyed the prequels when they came out, but they came out when I, they were, I was in my 20s by that time. So, But this was the long-awaited what happened after Return of the Jedi? We thought we were never going to get it. Disney buys Lucasfilm and says, yes, we are continuing the saga. So the hype for this was unbelievable. But there's a couple things that happened with this movie that made it as good as it was at, at the box office, especially. And as well received. We were super excited. Um, we were finally getting part seven of the saga but because of the backlash to Phantom Menace, when we had another dry spell, and then all of a sudden, oh, we're getting three more Star Wars movies, 
Um, I enjoy the Phantom Menace, but it there's we all know the criticism, and we're not here to poo-poo other movies, but we all know, you mean people Jar Jar. Jar Jar, people's thoughts on the movie. It didn't they didn't like it. They like the OT. What's George doing? Da 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 da. So I think going into Force Awakens, we we were super excited, but we didn't raise the our bar too too high. Thinking, let's just see. You mean Phantom Menace? We're like bar was through the roof it's like can you george has unlimited funds and he has a, now this new unlimited cgi technology just imagine what we're gonna see now we just went into this one going okay we're excited but we've seen what happened before so uh kyle disney takeover you got this news of course we had no idea it was the force awakens we just knew seven was coming what were what um what were you thinking and um uh, you can even touch on it spawned a podcast apparently right it, it might have. It might. <laughs> well, at the time, in tw- I mean, we're we're right up against the, I guess, seventh anniversary of that takeover. I think it was in late October of 2012 when the announcement came. Wow. And I was not working at the time. I had been laid off that late summer, early fall, and I was at home. Um, I was just you know scrolling through the job ads that one morning, and then this news comes through that Disney purchases Lucasfilm. And everything just kind of slowed down around me. And I was just like, <laughs> wait a second. Why would that happen? That's kind of cool, I guess. Wait, does that mean more movies? <laughs> just like, everything was just like slowly clicking together in my head. And then I, you know, reading the press release and the news and all that stuff. And it says more movies coming starting in 2015. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> to the point where I, I had a hockey blog at the time that I, I stopped what I was doing there and just started blogging about Star Wars on my hockey blog. Oh, nice. <laughs> I had to get my thoughts out there about that. I was like, oh, oh no. And from that point, my blog kind of got mothballed as my head became bit by bit more and more consumed with Star Wars. But it just, it turned my world upside down with that news. I thought we were done. I thought, you know, Clone Wars animated series. I thought that was the future of Star Wars books you know, animated cartoons, that was going to be it. And I was satisfied. I suppose we'd had six movies that told the whole story. Yeah. And then here we go with another live action trilogy. And with Disney at the, at the helm, you know, that it's, it, I was like, this is it. Like, it's just, this is just going to go on forever. Yeah. And, and again, I did uh tumbling saber was it debuted just before the force Awakens, I believe, or is my, yeah, it, it took a while. So, you know, I was, I was an AM sports radio junkie. Day right. Yeah. Evening. And I slowly got bored of that and I slowly got into podcasts around early 2014. Star Wars podcasts began to creep into my feed. And after a while, I was like, well, I could do a Star Wars podcast. Why can't I do a Star Wars podcast? Because I, I had this mindset that, well, you other people do that and I just take it in. Right. Thought, well, what's the real big deal with this? Why can't I do it? So I eventually got the guts to uh, to start my own, which... First episode came out like four days before The Force Awakens. I really wanted to get predictions and thoughts out there before, before right? TFA yeah. came out. Yeah, but again, this is the Disney takeover and this movie sounds like it. It was it was the spark that ignited the. <laughs> oh, absolutely! For the and, podcast and for so many people too. I mean, there's now hundreds and hundreds wow. of Star Wars podcasts, and there'd be. A fraction of that without without this new era. 
Well, yeah, and this, and again, this is just personal history. Like I list, I used to listen to my good buddy uh, Wayne Chamberlain from high school had a podcast. This is even before I was aware you can get it on your phone or 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 what we you mean. So he did. They covered what they consider now legends books, Star Wars novels, and it was a Star Wars book report, and then they turned it into. Uh, temple archives or something changed the name so this was a thing and i'm like how do i listen to this how do i he's like do you have itunes I'm like i have no idea what you're talking about and so i was started getting into oh wow and with my job i can wear a earbud so i can i i like you kyle i had i was a talk radio guy you mean i'm in the toronto area so obviously you mean it was a lot of i'm not a leafs fan but it was a lot of leafs talk unfortunately but you know whatever <laughs> you mean for a hockey talk but it was still I w- the the appeal of people sitting around a table and yakking exactly. was, was what I what turned me on to it. And then fast forward a little bit, um, I have a buddy of mine, uh, Roman LeBeau. Some of you have uh, know from his uh, his acting and and other. He does another podcast. Anyway, he he, uh, he was bu- <laughs> he, he was bugging sure me. <laughs> he was bugging me to start a like you know what they what they call now a broadcast. Just a couple dudes because whenever we were in a Tim Hortons and we'd be talking at a table and just playing off each other and joking around the table beside us would always be bursting out laughing, listening to our stupidity. Right. And then he's like, we got to do this. We got to do this. And then, well, I don't think anybody wants to listen to it. Now I got 185 episodes proving yes. Nobody (laughs) wants to listen. (laughs) So, but, but anyway, so uh, once I figured out the, the technology of it, um, I, I'm, uh, kind of a music guy so i got all the interfaces for my computer i got all the i had all the gear but i just had to figure out how to do it so i put it all together we started our podcast and we started around the same time right so yep. it was roman podcast tumbling saber talk star wars which we're on now was inspired to start up with the news of the disney takeover because we're all within that yeah, the nerd room as well we're all sort of in that Yep. That area of 180 to 195 episodes or so. Exactly. Yeah. Disney yeah. buying was like a burst of super nerd power that just like. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so what I would happen with me is like, I got to, I got to do a star Wars one. I was, I was hit by that bug too. I'm like now, but I know what it's like to produce a, a, a show. So um, I don't want to uh, maybe. Um, so then I was able to wrangle. I talked to my good buddy, Mark Godsiff and then Rob Wade fast forward you're listening to the TSW roundtable. That's the origin story. So this movie spawned fandom and, and, and content creation and everything else. So uh, that's what it's just, it was unbelievable when this was first announced. So Matt, what about you? you you come from a, a little different angle. I know I'm mid forties, Kyle, you're, you're in the, the 40 club now, uh, Matt, you're what 20 years my junior so how did how did the news of force awakens hit you were, were you a prequels kid or did you just was it off your radar no no i was definitely a prequels kid um i think for me the when for me uh, when um <laughs> when um when the news of disney's uh takeover it wasn't something that i was really shocked about i mean obviously i was i was a little shocked that disney bought it but um Star Wars had always kind of been a presence in it. I never had that dark times that you guys had, you right. know, cause I mean, growing up when I was born three years later, Phantom Menace came out. And so, um, I kind of grew up with the Star Wars movies. And so Revenge of the Sith rolls around and 
just, it never really seemed to stop for me. So it was just kind of like, well, of course they're making more movies, you know, of course they're making, you know? Yeah. And so it was just kind of that thing where it kind of was like, for me, a natural progression. And, and I went into, I went into the force awakens relatively cold. I think I just watched the trailers. I didn't back then I wasn't involved in all the speculating or um, I didn't even know about podcasts back then, but I didn't even get involved with all the speculating. So when I came in to the force awakens, I kind of sat there and I, really had absolutely no idea what was going to be on the screen in front of me. So well, also too, you, from your perspective as a kid, you don't know the politics of financing yeah. these things and who's taking over. So you were born three years later, Phantom Menace came out. Hey, when I was born three, four years later, uh, a little movie called star Wars came out, which I saw at a drive-in with my parents in 1977. So hey. for, for everybody with the TSW uh, roundtable bingo card, you're welcome. <laughs> I have to mention that. Everyone every take show. a drink. Yeah, I have to mention that every show. So I get, I get you from that perspective. So when you saw Revenge of the Sith was kind of like me seeing Return of the Jedi, closed a book. That was a great tril trilogy. Trilogies were a thing, especially with you, uh, Lord of the Rings. You know, right, like right, there's right. A, there's a lot of other movies about like uh, just three. Or, the perfect. The perfect number, yeah. Well, Revenge of the Sith was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, so there we go. It was okay, kind of be that's that's good. So, uh, so here we are. Uh, the news comes out now. We're going to get around to what we're uh, Kyle, where were you? Uh, how'd you plan to see this movie? It was just an event, and especially it was a huge event. Now, to preface this, when we saw Han and Chewie on the trailer enter what we knew was the Falcon with their guns, you know what I mean? <laughs> with their guns pulled out and Chewie were home for us in our forties. That was, I've, you take all the money I have just, yep. just in take it all. This so Lucasfilm hanging us upside down, shaking us. Here you go. Oh Remember, yeah. And they got, yeah. Yeah. And now they got all our adult money. I don't want childhood money. When we used to save our allowance to buy that, that figure. Now they have all the, all the adult money too. Like, oh, <laughs> Oh, so mm -hmm. um force awakens what'd you do did you uh go alone did you go to wife did you get a group of people or yeah i went with a small group so we, we i think that was maybe the start of a tradition that we've had since since uh, star wars came back and three of the four movies have been december releases so what we would do is uh, go out for dinner first a little small group of us so I, I tfa i think Corey was with me james was with me uh, my good buddy, Eric, there, there was a few of us. Carlos wasn't in the fold just yet. And, uh, we would go to a restaurant, have a dinner and then go to the movie theater. And it was just like surreal. The whole thing was surreal. Like, I think they, in 2014, we got that around Thanksgiving time. I believe we got that real first teaser, right? I think we got a sizzle reel before that. Um, but yeah, the real, I think Thanksgiving, U S Thanksgiving, that is in 2014, we got a, a, a teaser and then it all just felt so surreal. like, how could we, well, how are we back here? I can't believe this. Yeah. It was just, it was so exciting. And the images we were getting, uh, it seemed so familiar and, uh, I, I, I don't want this to be a hot take, but JJ being an OT guy, he's an OT devotee, right? It seemed like they, he was very hellbent on making sure that everything in the movie screams star wars so i mean they went right down to i mean bb-8 is one of the first things we've seen he's different but he's still so star wars yeah we saw x-wings we saw tie fighters the falcon 
uh, it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I recognize this. And that was the whole intent of of TFA was just just to re I mean, we call it a soft reboot, but that's that's essentially what it was. And we have now that the uh, Bob Iger's book is out, they've basically all but admitted that, yeah, yeah. yeah this was just it's it's a new hope warmed over. These these are the beats we had to hit to, to make Star Wars Star Wars. And you know, I just I don't want to call it, I don't like to call it a flat out copy, but they knew no. what they were doing. They took the same visual look, gave it a fresh coat of paint, and just said, "Here you go." And we, of course, t- you know, two point something billion dollars, we lapped it up. Oh, of course, for me, it was the um, Han, Chewie, Luke, Leia. We knew we didn't know Luke wasn't going to be a huge part of the movie till but till we seen it but the falcon new adventure new bad guy what's with that lightsaber with the broadsword look to it with the little two spike you know I mean with the with the with the handle guards made out of with more lightsaber coming up <laughs> um and to sit in the theater i went with my wife and first opening night first showing i can that was released in my area um and then when the lucasfilm trickled on the screen and then Boom! With that Star Wars, and it starts shooting, comes out of the screen and backs out, so you can see the whole thing. And then the crawl starts. I goosebumps. I can't even. I'm I'm ashamed to say, as not ashamed, but I guess I was 40 at the time and 41, or and it was like what? I, I just unbelievable the excitement. So uh, Matt, was this a, you again? Like you again? It's just a completely different perspective, completely different. Like you knew of Han, Luke, Chewie, Leia and all like, Oh, of course, of course. But, oh, yeah. but it, it completely different look for you. Like this is where you, I was, wasn't, I wasn't aware of the hype so much behind this movie until I got to the theater. Right. And then it just hit me. Everybody was there just like Jedi and just like stormtroopers. And it was just this like crazy explosion of things. And I was just, I was and at that moment walking into the theater and just realizing this place is packed. First, my thing, I'm like, am I getting a seat? And then, <laughs> and then, um, just realizing just the the hype surrounding this movie was unbelievable. And just in that moment, you could just feel the energy of everybody just dying to see it. Well, I think I, I also too with people your age, it was the it was your membership card to to the Falcon, to, to Leia's story, Luke's story, Han's story, Chewie. Like it was, I mean, you had your three PO with his red arm. Like it was just like now, like that for the younger people, that was always just something that happened that, Oh, that's the reason why we have these cool prequels. You know what I mean? Like, so I guess for you now, it's like, Hey, welcome to this. You get to see it happen mm-hmm. you're gonna see the falcon on the big screen like there's it just right correct and it's so iconic you can't unless you're in the moment and it sounds ridiculous because everybody now like like i've got a 60 inch 4k television when these things come out on 4k or you I mean i got the last uh, the last jedi on 4k it looks amazing like it's you could never have that quality before but still it's like no you had kind of had to be at the theater when when it opened on that first week or that first weekend, you know what I mean like it that? Oh yeah. That, now you're there, you know. Oh yeah. Like you'll tell your kids, oh yeah, but you weren't there when the Forest Awakens came out, or you weren't there when Endgame came out. Like you weren't. Yeah, exactly. You can't wrap your head around what. Or Phantom happened. Menace. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> Phantom Menace to me is still the <clears throat> still the bar for for craziness surrounding yeah a movie. 
and again, really, the Phantom Menace was higher oh, than yeah. Oh yeah, but I think, oh, but yeah. that's, but that's absolutely nuts. But again, the backlash from Phantom Menace, like I was saying earlier, yeah. is is what tampered down. It's like the excitement for it's almost like I looked at the Force Awakens like, oh my god, I'm going to see um uh, Motley Crue go on tour again. I'm not expecting Motley Crue from the '80s. You know what I mean like I'm just oh so you so I was gonna let Han and Chewie Leia and Luke give them a little slack you know what I mean because it's like sure. I don't I don't expect to be Tommy Lee to be Tommy Lee of 1983 like no like that's <laughs> and you and so when you're watching it you're watching this nostalgia it's like oh look at that there's Vince Neil wow he got fat <laughs> but still I'm watching Motley Crue you can't you know what I mean so you know what I mean like. It's just so I think we went in with that. We'll take what we can get. We're just glad for they're having a victory lap, and this is great. So, but but we were our minds were blown because it was a, it was a great movie. Like, well, did, the Force Awakens already had so much so much goodwill because it had the the original cast exactly. That yep. it just it was there was no way no one was not gonna yeah you know what I mean yeah and I think I think a lot of people felt like. This is weird to say, but I think a lot of people felt like George Lucas didn't understand his own franchise. Of course, I, I, I'm not endorsing that train of thought, but a, a lot of people said, oh, George Lucas has no idea what he's doing anymore. Uh, I'm glad this has been passed on. J.J. Abrams was, was sort of a prince at the time. And yeah, it was just like everybody's down with this. They're down with what they see. It's a great way to put it, Rob, a victory lap for, yep. for the OT cast. Yep. So it, it looked like everything... We wanted to see a long time. We, yeah, the the yeah, the yeah, it, we wanted the to big see, we. And with the prequels, et cetera, et cetera. The th- stuff we wanted then is coming now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody was DTF down the force. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. Okay, so so let's 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 now that we've chewed up that, like let, let's get into the actual movie itself. Uh, Matt, w- w- highlights favorite parts like characters like just whatever what do you mm. force awakens well you know actually to be honest there's not a whole lot i dislike about this movie i mean i get your you get the point that it is kind of a copy paste of the uh new hope but there's a lot of things that i really like about this movie and probably one of my favorites is though luke is only in it and doesn't like only in it for like 30 seconds doesn't say a word the whole movie is about luke and it's just that kind of that, where's Luke? And we need Luke. And that, that search for Luke was kind of that, that tying force that that's what the audience wanted to see. That's what the heroes on the screen were doing. And that was always kind of that, you know, JJ and his mystery boxes. That was always kind of that really nice little mystery box that I was like, yeah, what, where is Luke? Yeah. And then, um, and then once you kind of got into the film, you kind of forgot, and I don't want to be like, you forgot about Luke, but <laughs> I kind of forgot about Luke. And I remember when the, when I know a lot of people thought Luke was going to grab that lightsaber at the end, I'm jumping right to the end, but uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think so. I thought it was right. And so I think so many little things about this movie where it did, it did kind of build off of the, the, the cast that we had. Um, but I think it really introduced a lot of new characters that I personally enjoy. And I, it, it, it showed the Falcon doing stuff that we've never seen it do. And it was just all these little things, but I've had to say probably my favorite part of this movie is Han Solo. I think uh, Han Solo, Harrison Ford just knocked it out of the park. It was just, for me, he just pulls the whole movie and he just, 
is just I just love his interactions with Chewbacca, and I just love him by the Falcon, and you know it's a sad goodbye when we see him go, but yeah. I think he, I think it was probably my favorite part of the my my favorite um, Han performance of well, Harrison. Him using Chewbacca's was Bo it what is it is it Bo Bo Bocaster? No, I'm thinking guitar. Yeah. Is it Bocaster? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking like Stratica. I got a telly back right behind me here. So <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, no, no, that can't be it. I'm like, no, yeah, you're right, bro. So yeah, it um agree 100 percent I think when we got to the end of all that excitement happened at Starkiller Base, and then I'm like, oh wait, we still got more because we haven't seen Luke yet. Like I'm still <laughs> I was still expecting another half an hour with Luke. Like, I mean, like it was just <laughs> it was done well, like it was really done well. Kyle, like Force Awakens, like, uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Like, well, I, I, you know, I, when I came to the, well, I've always been a part of the fandom, but when, when this era started off and I started getting into the podcasts and, uh, I was too weak to resist all of these spoilers out there. So I got wrapped up in what, what MSW was doing and I read everything Jason Ward wrote. So I was spoiled on maybe, well, I was spoiled on anything he wrote. I knew. Okay. And he basically had the movie down pat, but it did not, it didn't affect my enjoyment of the movie. It's not like I sat there going, oh, and now this is going to happen. And now that's going to happen. It was whether, is this going to happen? Oh, it did. Cool. At least that was my reaction. Um, but yeah, to, I mean, favorite moments of the movie. I love the Jakku chase, the graveyard chase with the Falcon. Yes. So cool. Just so good to see that Falcon back in action. Um, Han Solo, it was, yeah, a, a great tour of duty, like Matt said, just to pick up on that thought. It, and it put him in sort of unfamiliar territory. Yeah, sure, it put him back into the smuggler role, but it also put him into a into a spot where he had to finally, he couldn't just talk his way out of situations anymore. Like he, like he's, Like he said, oh, I talk my way out of it every time. That's so Han Solo, except not this time. This time you're not going to talk your way out of it. And that's, that's one of the great debates of this, ep, of that movie is, when Han walked out to confront Ben, did he think, was he sacrificing himself? Did he know that that was going to happen? Or I believe Han Solo thought he was going to talk his way out of it and bring his son home. I that's And that's one of the great debates. But it was a great change in that character, bringing that character full circle. Uh, and of course, the new characters I love immediately. Like I walked out of that theater absolutely thrilled with Ray, uh, with Kylo and how you can already see the performance in Adam Driver of, of how uh, complex the character is. Finn was a lot of fun. Uh, Poe was was charming, of course. Po, when could Poe not be charming? Yep. Uh, I was just I was just enthralled with with the, even though it felt like a very familiar movie. There was enough new characters and new developments in it, and enough mystery to it that it was like, okay, I am I'm back, and Star Wars is back, and let's let's do this, man. I was so so happy with with the result yeah i, I agree 100 percent uh getting uh, just to touch on your spoilers i was in line at concession stand my wife works on the other side of town so we kind of both had our ticket and we were meeting at the theater that way if one of us got if i'm like okay i'm gonna be there for sure like i'm there's i am always 15 minutes early for everything i just because i'm I'm just, just the way I am. It's like, you know, when you grow up, if you're, if you show up, if you have a meeting at nine o'clock, show up exactly at nine, you're late. 
I mean, that's just, the, <laughs> that's just the way I was, I was wired, but so there I am. I'm early. I'm, I text her, Hey, I'm getting the popcorn, getting this. She's still on her way here. Great. We're both, we got our t- tickets for the movie. Not like lining up. I knew exactly where I was going to sit for this thing. Like month, couple months before I'm in line in concession. There's some t- millennial <laughs> <laughs> standing because we're, we're in that snake, that, that little snake. So he's basically standing beside me. He's, he's like 10 people back, but he's on the other side of the rope there talking to these two girls, trying to sound like he knows something about star Wars. And I'm like, kind of like, okay, whatever. Like I'm not going to like gatekeep or torchbearer or like, well, actually what you mean is blah, blah. Like, <laughs> no, no, nobody wants to hear that in my mouth. And then he goes, Oh, some people saw this movie in Australia. And did you know that Han Solo? And I just literally covered my ears like a two-year-old went, la, 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 la. Because I went a year, two years with no spoilers. So you get a 40-year-old sitting there like acting like a two-year-old. And then I was so wrapped up in the movie when by the time the Han Solo got his death scene rolled around, I kind of, I forgot about the, in, the guy in line of concession, but thankfully the movie was entertaining enough where I wasn't like, okay, what's I'm expecting something for Han Solo here. I'm expecting some cause, and I'm glad I did that little two year old cover your ears and, and just shake. Yeah, it just preserves the doubt just in case. Exactly. No, for sure. For sure. Because you got somebody that does gives n- no crap yep. about, about this franchise. And I'm so looking forward to finally seeing my childhood heroes. And then you're going to have some idiots spoil the movie for me in line at concession. I would have, mm-hmm. I would have got to see the movie because I would have just, I would have pulled his arms off like Chewbacca. I just would have like, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, so again, it's just, but I know that would have been a way overreaction, but it was like, as far as spoilers go, i like, I almost, almost had it spoiled at the very last minute and that would have been oh just no good no good Mm -hmm. no good no 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 so for me force awakens the beats it hits um bb8 cool new droid you know and i'm an r2 guy i i i I, he lives here i built one (laughs) so um r2 kind of being the missing piece because he was always the mcguffin um the the garbage will do like when, when the Falcon, you know I mean when they're, oh, oh. that's a great line. That, yeah. that moment. Sorry. I, I don't want to, yeah. I have a, it's sort of a funny story as entrenched in spoilers as I was at that moment. I remember watching Jimmy Kimmel. Cause I was of course trying to devour as much content as I could. So right. I stayed up late one night to watch Jimmy Kimmel. Cause he had the cast on and they were going to show a clip and they showed that, you know, Ray and Finn running through the market and it, the clip ends right where, uh, right where they say the garbage will do. Yeah. The, the, the clip ends. And I'm like, what happens next? Yeah. I don't like, I was like, what do you mean? What's the, and it uh, never occurred to me that yeah. the camera would pan and show us the Falcon. It never entered my brain. Yeah. And what then an the idiot. <laughs> and, and, and the music and John Williams, banana, like it's just, oh. so when I saw that in the theater, I was like, it was just like fireworks in my head. Genius genius mm-hmm. like that and then the musical score right at that moment the way they timed it just like oh it's there it is there there's the falcon like i can't even again and it just it sounds like like a couple old guys reminiscing like just reliving their childhood and it's like and then again i'm not in that camp where you can't ruin my childhood 
I mean, you can't, you're, you're, you can give me a lot of, I'm a big sucker for nostalgia, but when, the, when, like I said, that the garbage will do the, um, the finding of that, of the lightsaber, you know what I mean? From, from empire, like to uh, all the, everything about it, Han using the bowcaster, the new characters, like this new Kylo Ren and it's like, what, where'd you make it? Like, like that, that sell like the SNL skit. When he's an uh, undercover boss dressed up as radar <laughs> technician Matt, one of the stormtroopers says, "Yeah, it looks like a child made that." Like, because it's you know, but it's it's so cool. Uh, the, the the dark is back. It's it's just everything. Uh, I I just I just can't. You know, I I didn't. I'm a little unforgiving with the science of it. You mean like, okay, wait, you're gonna have a planet that's gonna uh, eat the sun and then fire twice. Well, if you've exhausted the sun the first time out you, you have to let it go <laughs> i totally believe that someone's gonna you mean tell a stormtrooper to drop his blaster and unlock you mean her her bindings with with her mind but no i can't get around physics it's like no rob just let it go in hindsight yeah i'm a little at that way but in the moment i just i loved it like it was just yeah i mean there are there are criticisms to, to make of the movie like of course like any yeah. star wars movie but i i I think this movie is undeniably one of the funnest Star Wars movies. Like yeah. it's, if you compare it to A New Hope, which of course, like not to beat a dead horse, but it, it follows a lot of the same beats. But if you watch them you know, and they have almost identical runtimes, which yeah. almost down to the minute, that's also, that also can't be an accident, but also like if you watch them, one feels kind of slow and plodding yeah. in places. And the other is like, boom 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 it just moves like the force awakens moves and i think that's that's a must now for for modern audiences younger audiences i think with with you know so many options at kids fingertips today you gotta you gotta keep things moving yeah mm-hmm. and so the dfa just blitzes through the movie well i've mentioned this before when you're comparing the old to the new that's why i don't i think the special editions for the original trilogy has its place only because a, I still have copies of of the OT, like the the original versions. Like they came out on the DVD sets. You know I mean so yep. they give you the, the old and the new. And when I'm introducing this to my kids, I got a 16 year old that that I got to watch sit on the couch and have her mind. She wasn't 16 at the time, but when she was around nine or 10, get her mind blown by Luke. No, I'm your father. You know I mean like so? But watching having them spiced up a little bit, George Lucas that made them more palatable. So they flowed better when you're watching episodes one through six. Right. I you, agree. Can't, you can't do anything about the comparison with, like you said, the seventies way of making movies with just slog through the, instead of having like, even the, the you know, where the, the scene, like the death star scene with the, with the old seventies computer graphics, this is how you're going to blow up the death star. This is our mission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then fast forward to Force Awakens when like they're all standing around that that little hologram and like hey oh here's the Death Star boom here's Force here's Star Killer Base the exposition when they're explaining everything is like it's even more fast play like they did it way better more oh, yeah. modern mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh yeah can we blow it up yeah know. here's how yeah. and then all right so we're gonna send everybody there and we're gonna blow it up okay great I like this kid let's go yeah. and they what do they break I, boom. I love how Han's like so it's bigger. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like whatever. <laughs> We're yeah. gonna blow it up. Exactly. So, um, a couple things we have to have to touch on. 
new characters um ray uh poe finn kylo we'll just we'll just keep it to, to those uh because this is our new i mean this is our new darth luke Leia, and han right like I, this is obviously in different i mean gender swaps so uh, matt what do you uh new characters i used to mention before you like them you got a favorite you got something oh yeah oh yeah poe poe's my favorite poe's awesome poe? i love the idea that that uh and i hope and i hope because i think it would be nice to see kylo and poe in a dog fight in oh. our next movie coming up but i really do like that poe was like he's the best pilot but he's like i don't know he's just i know he didn't have a lot to do in the force awakens and thank goodness oscar isaac begged jj not to kill him so uh and also, uh, like also po- too would it be a pretty easy cosplay for you is what i'm sensing <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I got the it. hair. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I do like Poe. Poe's awesome. Um, I'm a huge fan of Ray. I really like. I really like the character. Um, I think there was a, uh, and I and I think this touches back onto what Kyle was saying was that the Force Awakens had to move, and I think Ray had to move with it. So I think a lot of what she did was kind of sped up, but I think it was just to kind of get the movie to where we all recognized it, you know, cause if Luke wasn't going to show up till the end, you needed a lightsaber battle. Mm-hmm. You needed the force. You needed someone to make that strong force connection, you know? And so Ray was the only person that was going to do it. Like you were going to have Han pick up a lightsaber and start battling Kylo. So seeing Ray kind of move through this quicker force per, you know, force progression was, it wasn't anything that I was really, um upset about i mean i i questioned um how she knew all this stuff and i thought that this actually seeded more into the lore and i i remember coming out of the force awakens and speculating oh maybe she was you know a student of luke's or something like that and so because there was all like jj did with the force awakens there was just a lot of mystery around everything there was just a lot of things that jj set up that he probably didn't even know the answer to so you know, Ray was probably one of the characters that I think really kind of captured that Luke Skywalker vibe, you yep. know, desert planet and stuff like that. So I really like Luke. Um, not a huge fan of Finn. Um, he just kind of seemed too goofy for me. Yeah. And, and uh, one time, like at uh, one time he will be a badass, And then another time we'll be being tased by a droid. You know, one time he'll be going toe to toe with Kylo Ren and then another time he's getting taken out by a stormtrooper. And he's just kind of this character that I think they were trying to go with this Han Solo kind of klutzy vibe. And I think they just kind of tilted too much in both directions. Well, also too, with, with, with Finn, it was the, they, that was, you said the Han Solo vibe was like, you think Poe the pilot's going to be the Han Solo vibe. No, it's going to be Finn is the me first. I want to get off mm-hmm. this. Why you want to go back to Jakku? I want to get far. I, I'm. He wasn't after like money, like Han Solo. He was after his personal freedom, yeah, and personal right. safety. For Ray, sure, Ray. I think was was amazing, and she wasn't annoying like Luke. No, 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 <laughs> and, no. Exactly. She didn't want to go. To What's Tossie's, that flashing for? Yeah, she didn't want to go to St- Tossie Station, hang out with her friends. Exactly. <laughs> so, but we had all our original, the the big three, but just in different they were swapped and it wasn't just gender. It just mm-hmm. like, okay, that was, you had Carrie Fisher and Ray, but you also had Luke and in Poe, you had Luke, but you also had Han and, and I mean, Finn, you had Han, but you also had a little bit of 
Luke. It was just like, it was, it was well done. Like it was, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think it was great. Kyle, what are your, our, our new big three, like we're big or four with, with Kylo. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you, you obviously you have a, a big act to follow when you're, when you're bringing in Luke Han and Leia, or as the expectation was that you're bringing these three back. Um, how do you, we, they told us, right. They told us this is sort of the movie that's going to pass the torch onto the next generation. So you I mean, that's, that's spelling it a lot for you you know that there's going to be new characters to, to take up the mantle. So already the expectations on these characters is, is very high. You know, who, how can you replace Han, Luke, Leia? How do you do that? It's, it's almost an insurmountable task, but I walked out of that theater with, uh, you know, I, I really liked everybody. I mean, I was like, wow, this movie is great, but specifically with Ray the, as the lead, I was like, fabulous. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I connect not not that I could relate to what her her story, but I was like, wow, like I'm really invested in her her character. Where is she from? Uh, like, what's what is her story? I want I want to know what's up with the with with Ray. And uh, I, I read at one point. I don't know if this was was an official story, but <clears throat> somebody had said that. You know, and well, this part this part is true that when Kathleen Kennedy approached J.J. Abrams about doing episode seven she the, the, he was like oh, i don't know but the question that she put to him that brought him in was who is luke skywalker and so so jj said well the, man, the having the uh, the rope sort of to to tackle that question to get into that was what really sold me i don't know that he answered that with tfa to be honest but one of the things i read coming out of that was that the the new characters all had a piece of Luke Skywalker that were kind of developed a little bit. So obviously the parallels between Ray and Luke are there. Um, Poe has the, like the pilot aspect to him. Uh, and okay. Here's, here's a little piece of Luke in each of these characters. And it could have been come, come from a blogger or a podcaster. I can't remember anymore, but I remember going, yeah, that's, this is a really compelling piece. And I, I wanted to try and look it up before the show here, but I couldn't, it's old now. Obviously it's a four year old yeah. item. It's it's out there somewhere. I'll try and find it, but I thought, well, that's this is really cool, like a, a very cool way of looking at this breakdown of who who is Luke Skywalker. Because I was like, JJ, you didn't answer that, but when you look at it that way, that each of the characters are a piece of Luke, now it makes a little more sense. Including Kylo, who always has that dark the dark side, yeah, of Luke. Well, on that note, like also to Kylo Ren, when he's walking around with the mask on, very vague. Oh, yeah. Very Vader-like, but again, the the voice box, the the microphone in his helmet is a little choppy. The lightsaber is a little, like it's it's a little. It looks like ooh, this not as crisp. So it's like almost like, you mean like it's it's somebody's cosplaying? You mean? But so he's very Vader-like when he's in his full regalia. As soon as you take the mask off, he's very Anakin-like. Mm-hmm. Very, which they captured perfect. Yeah, like like it's just. The longer hair, you mean? They even gave a gave him a scar on the face. Eventually, <laughs> like they, it just he's very, he's not Vader under the, he's Anakin. Like there is, mm-hmm. yet that is his grandfather, one thousand percent. Like, they, they, and they made no bones about it either. Like this guy, like you could tell, okay, that's going to be Han and Leia's son. Like, who didn't know that going in? Right. But you also go, oh yeah, like he's a Vader fanboy for sure, and it's mm-hmm. all part of this. It's all artifice. He's not Vader. Look, just look at him. He's a he's a big goofball. Yeah, that's but, that's no Vader. 
But his try as try as he might. His angst, though, yeah, but his angst with like being like Anakin. That's what I mean. Like his whiny, yeah. like you I mean, like I'm, it's it's unfair. It's a, like you know, it's uh, you know. So and sorry, Matt, I cut you up there. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, um, though, I think the sequel trilogy, probably the most interesting character to come out of this, has been Kylo. I think out of all of them, he's the most intriguing. Not because I think a lot of it is a, a lot of it is about like his lightsaber kind of symbolizes his unstable, his just rash nature and i think yep. that i know i know when i first when i first came out of the force awakens i thought kylo was kind of weak and i thought as a kid i mean you know the fact that he lost and that he just got shot but um i, I give ryan a lot of props for making kylo a more developed and a better character and looking back with the retrospective of the last jedi you can kind of see that the force awakens really kind of actually made a pretty good character. Um, you know, I think when uh, Snow tells him, you know, the deed splits your, splits your, you know, your soul or something like that, you can kind of, you can really see that. And just having, having heard that, you realize that, that, uh, and of course his Vader fandom and his all sorts of little things kind of just makes him a unique character because Kylo's not Anakin, even yeah. though they, they look alike. Anakin, I guess, fell with good intentions, but, Kylo just wanted to be Vader for the sake of being Vader. Yeah, I think that's kind of what what makes him an interesting character. I was hinting, I was hinting at the whininess of Anakin. You know what I mean like that that oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. that you mean petulant child act? Yeah, and also too yeah, and and also to the through line we see when we again we don't we're not talking about the last Jedi today, but when we see the through line through the last Jedi, and we still haven't seen if you're listening to this in the future, we haven't seen Rise of Skywalker. The with Kylo defeating when vader wants to defeat the emperor and have luke by his side he wants the emperor and he wants to have luke by his side kylo turns ahead and beats snoke defeats snoke and then wants ray by his side so he's actually in his he's fulfilling his destiny and you see the and you see the seeds of this in the force awakens like mm -hmm. he, he doesn't know he doesn't he doesn't know he wants ray by the girl by his side like he just but you could see that through line it pays off later, but in hindsight, when we revisit this movie, it's like, oh yeah, like that really makes a lot of sense. And I think his look in the beginning is excellent with the hood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's great, but it's just, it's new and it's exciting. So, um, okay. Force Awaken, it's over. We're leaving the theater. We all loved it. You mean it was a, uh, it hit all the right beats. What does, we're going to close this out. So what did this set up for you coming up? Like, uh, I'll go to Matt first here. Like you've seen the movie. Now we're excited. We've had our first taste of the Disney takeover. What, what did this seed for you going forward as a star Wars? It, did it mint you? Uh, I don't, cause you're, you're a, you're a DC guy. You're, you mean, we love hearing your wax poetic about all our favorite DC characters, but what did this do? You're also a Knight of the Commonwealth. So you're not just a casual fan of star Wars. What did, oh, no, oh, no. what did force awakens do going forward for you now? Well, I'm embarrassed to say, but when I walked out of the force awakens, there was not a doubt in my mind that Ray was not a Skywalker. I mean, that Ray was a Skywalker. Oh, okay. I thought Ray was, I thought Ray was an absolute 100% complete verified Skywalker. And so I, and so when moving on from that movie, I was thinking off of that. So I was thinking, well, how does 
she connect to the Skywalker lineage? And I, everybody was thinking, who's Ray? I mean, the movie asks you to ask, who's Ray? And they begs leave you hanging. <laughs> yeah, it begs you. And, and it was one of those things that, again, JJ set up, but I don't think he knew the answer to. I mean, he may have thought she was a Skywalker, but um, so I think that was kind of something. I was also really kind of looking forward to knowing more about Snoke because a little bit about Snoke that we got when my, the first time I watched the movie, I never got that he was a force user. I just, it didn't, it didn't click with me. And then later I'm like, Oh, well, he's going to help Kylo finish his training. So obviously, but at the time I thought he was just a politician. Right. And so I'm like, well, that's really interesting. And obviously um, I wanted to know about all the stuff that it just, it seeded a lot of things that you wanted to know more about because the whole force awakens is, mystery box set up and I kicked the can down the road. And so, um, I think for the most part, I was excited to see what they were going to do with Luke. Um, I was sad that we lost Han. Um, but for the most part, I think it set up a lot of, a lot of questions for me. Okay. So let, let me, let me just pose this question real quick then. Um, do you think JJ thinking he was, this was going to be like an all-star like we're gonna get Jay to do seven, we're gonna get somebody else to do, we're gonna Ryan do eight, we're gonna get somebody else to do nine, or whoever was in line. The, the original thought. Do you think this movie would have been different if if JJ knew that he had to close out the, the, oh, yeah. the trilogy? Like you think, like he just made, like you said, kicked it down the road. Was this a, like, oh, this is tomorrow Lucasfilm problem? Not right, mine. No, I'm I gonna, think, I don't I gonna explain you. this. <laughs> but you think it would have been different? Being like, oh, this might be a tomorrow JJ problem. Oh, JJ doesn't. Yeah, like no, tomorrow. I think I think for sure, for sure. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people throw shade at JJ because he he bungled Lost at the end because they say he can't close anything out, and right. maybe that's true. I've never I've never actually seen Lost, but it was it's definitely it's definitely uh, shown that JJ, and, and it, it was actually I think really good storytelling on his part that he set up a whole lot of things so that. If they wanted to, the directors that followed him could touch upon it or build upon it. And he, and so he never focused too much on one huge thing. Like, you know, I know a lot of people are like, where were the Knights of Ren? They're like mm, an offhand comment in The Force yeah. Awakens. And so if somebody wanted to touch on it, they could. If not, they were Luke's old students, you know? And so the, the, he didn't actually like expound upon it and be like, obviously he hit the where's, who's Ray pretty hard. and. Uh, we all know how that turned out in TLJ, but, um, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's true. I think if, if JJ realized, oh, I have to close this out at the end, he probably would have reined it in a little more. But, um, like I said, I think he was just kind of setting up the others that followed to have a firm foundation to build off of. Right. All right, Kyle, leaving, uh, aside from what, 190 more episodes of Tumbling Saber, not including <laughs> Sith Disturbers and Journals of the Wills and and powerful friends and oh my god, I get what what's the what's the new one now? Luminous beings. Yeah. Um, Luminous beings, that's new. That's Can't new stop system. myself. So, uh, <laughs> what did TFA like going forward? Now here we are. We've all seen it. Actually, we could probably go listen to episode two of Tumbling Saber if you. Actually, you can't. Oh right, it's. <laughs> I've had to jump host so many times that I've I've lost like the first. 50 episodes they're kind of just gone oh. now I don't, oh, even, no. I don't even have them here they're gone <gasps> oh they're just just gone, gone. forever lost of ether yeah oh. lost oh, of history gone no. okay so we can't go back listen to episode two of tumbling saber but 
what what did TFA do going forward? Well, what? I was like Matt. I was like, yep, yeah, that's Ray's looking at her dad for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. I was convinced of it. Uh, I came off of that. I would say in the, you know, in the months that came later that uh, maybe, maybe it's not, you know, I had been in the fandom long enough by that point to have taken in different viewpoints and go, ah, you know what? Maybe she's not, but maybe she still is. I don't know. I think it's left open enough on either end. Then we saw the last Jedi and it's like, okay, well probably not now. Like I, I can't see how you. <laughs> oh, yeah. But did that, was that set up because with Vader being, no, I am your father. Were we, were we like, because TFA was mirrored new hope. So beat, mm-hmm. beat, were we expecting here it is like, is that what you were thinking? At, like, is, well, it, it gets you racing because there's such a precedent for star Wars with these reveals that there's an expectation that there's always going to be that kind of reveal. And so far, we're, I mean, we're, we're here on the waiting for the, the, the Rise of Skywalker trailer, but we're still waiting for that reveal in this trilogy because I don't think, I don't think uh, Kylo being revealed as Han and Leia's son is a strong enough reveal. I think mm-hmm. everybody kind of knew that to some degree. Like they, they, re- they reveal that a third of the way through the film. Oh, even, even the, um, when, when he was, when he went down to the camp to get the, get to, when he first interrogated, when he found yeah. Bo. He was yep. like, I mean, the, the, when he was interrogating, I can't remember what the older guy's name or is. Santeca. That's it. He, when he's saying, yeah, like, no, you, they hinted at it right there. Like they weren't leaving. That wasn't going to be, oh, wait till next movie. Like, no, no, we. Mm-hmm. They, and he calls Vader grandfather. So. Yeah. It's, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's yeah. what I mean. But it was like within the first act, like the first scene one, act one, like it was like, okay, yeah, this is you what's knew. happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so TFA leaves us with, with, the literal cliffhanger with Ray handing Luke the saber <laughs> on the cliff races. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. Now Luke's going to be back. This torment of where's Luke is over. We're going to pick up the last Jedi or episode eight at the time moving on with Luke. And I thought they were, that was father daughter eventually moved off that, but my mind got racing as to, and I, I think a lot of fans did this. Um, we thought that Luke would kind of move in and take center stage. Because that's where our brains went. Mm-hmm. And I guess I think fans may be a certain age. Or if you grew up with Star Wars, <clears throat> you were ready for Luke now to kind of, thanks, you, you did your job. I'll take it from here. Yeah. And that was kind of the expectation, even for me, to a certain point. Uh, and then I read a book called The Legends of Luke Skywalker prior to The Last Jedi coming out. And I was like, oh. like, And that, this book was branded Journey to The Last Jedi. Right. So obviously, it some, some insights into this, at least the, the 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 psyche of Luke, and the book was not at all what I was expecting. Right. Um, you know, if 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 you were thinking that you were going to get sort of the Luke from Legends, where he was like just marching into battle and lightsabers and force powers, godlike. Yeah. At that point, I was like, okay, well, all right, let's get into these Luke adventures, and it was the total inverse. And it was interesting, but I was like, okay, this, I've got to put that version of Luke away because we're not getting that. We're not, that's not going to be the Luke we get. And it started to click and make sense and go, yeah, you know what? Luke wasn't that guy, even in the OT, like he throws away his saber. Luke doesn't, by the end, he doesn't want to fight anybody. And so it's like, okay, get, get your head right around Luke. Yep. I, I, I feel fortunate for that because I, you know, if I hadn't read that book, 
who knows what my reaction to Luke would have been in the last Jedi. Like, Oh, maybe, maybe I would have been on that hate train with, with so many others saying that they ruined Luke. I doubt it, but um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we did get, we got Ray, we got Luke going forward. That was enough for me. Like I was intrigued enough with those two to just be enthralled with, yeah. with the direction of the new trilogy. Uh, yeah. And, and for myself going forward after this, the, again tfa spawned this this podcast um it's 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 for me it was oh this it was just it was just back and i was excited and i was like wow i'm like i live in a day and age where when this comes out on digital and on blu-ray at the time i'm like i i'm gonna be able to watch i can watch this star wars over and over and over and over again like when it took me 10 years to get to the point where I was like, oh, now I can watch Star Wars over and over and over again. You know I mean like like from the original trilogy? Yep. So it was the excitement of, wow, like this is this is what it feels like again to wait two years for another Star Wars movie. Now, granted, we had Rogue One and now we had, had Solo. But so we're getting these and we have a lot more television content. Wait, you know I mean, we. In moment, yeah, yeah we've we have books and comics and all this other stuff but the excitement of i could just for that saga story i gotta wait another two years to see that i can't oh, and the excitement of it and what it for me starting this podcast mark godsif messaging me a couple months before or the celebration orlando hey rob let's uh you mean why don't you go oh no 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 it's not <laughs> for me it literally changed my life i'm like you know what I just did it. I went. So now, now I'm a regular at these things. Now, now it's, I went to a celebration in Chicago. The second Anaheim tickets went on. I'm going like, it's not even a question anymore. It's just something that I do now. It's like my hunting trip with the boys. <laughs> like, like it's my time. Like, just like, it's just a known fact. If Star Wars, if there's a celebration going on, I'm going. And before it was a, a dream. It was like, I would never do that. Now it's something I, I say for, and I do It's It's, uh, it's become, you mean the to be in the moment now, and I think this time, um, when I was at Celebration Chicago, in the crowd, and we're all watching the trailer drop for Episode Nine, the excitement of being with thousands of like-minded individuals. I'm I'm in this moment to see the trailer for Last Jedi. I was there with Mark Godsiff. I was there with uh, Ash from the Skyhoppers. Uh, we're all there watching this stuff for the first time. Be able to critique at the same time um to what and this is i know these are the other movies but this is what tfa did going forward you mean now i got you mean how many times kyle how many times have we've done roundtables or i've been on tumbling saber and we've just talked star wars yeah mm -hmm. you mean a couple of 40 year olds just literally a couple guys in their 40s talking star wars all the time like it just it's it's that's what for me that's what tfa went going forward aside from wondering oh, what's luke gonna do what's this how are they gonna react to han is han really dead i mean like because it's star wars no one's really dead well and and you know there's that that that, con that criticism that's still going on about how how tfa should have been different how dare they throw out george's ideas which do you really think they would have started with the microscopic world of, of midi-chlorians no oh, people would have loved that they would have loved that oh yeah for <laughs> sure for sure so you, <laughs> you can understand you can understand disney saying no let's let's make this familiar also the the byproduct of, of making it familiar is that you take the safe safe formula and but here we all are 
Yeah. Right. Here we all are as, as communities, as podcasts, as, as a fandom going co- completely bananas. Yep. Like who knows what would have happened if they followed through on Georgia's script focused on midi chlorians and, and who knows what else. And, and people go really like the, mo- the M word Disney, like you, yeah. you decided to buy this franchise and then kick it off with midi chlorians. So yeah. oh, it would have been bad. It would have been TF TLJ level bad. Right yeah, like it would have been, it would have been um, wor- like awful. Like star Wars would have gotten off on the wrong foot and it's, I'm, I'm glad that in hindsight that, yeah, fine. It's, it was a safe, predictable movie. But again, here we all are enjoying Star Wars at whatever age you're at. I never thought for a second that I'd be into my 40s more into Star Wars than at any other point in my life. It's yeah. ridiculous that, that this is where we're at. But look how much fun we're having. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, 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 it's pretty awesome. And again, it's like for all of us too. look what it's done for... Um, collecting i'm not a huge collector i have some new things like those exclusives those three pack figures there i actually sent one to Corey there from the last yeah one. i can see it behind you there oh yeah 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 and they're and they're mint they're unpunched cards but then again i stay away from the new stuff if you all also right beside him there beside he-man oh it's it's too bright it's too bright you can't see it and the, and the listeners can't see it anyway is my uh i won that uh thrawn from tumbling saber draw Oh. he's black series thrones in there too. Anyways, well, it's, so, it's definitely true that disney's um disney's return to the star wars definitely uh of course disney's really good at just kind of like connecting everything and so like yeah. the toys and the legos and just everything just kind of zoomed forward in yeah. a, a big way that just kind of like was like you know i'm not gonna say more say no to more star wars legos ever no. ever <laughs> <laughs> no exactly so you got all these again i'm not a brand new collector i'm a completionist and we've people know the show and i've said this before i can't pull that string because i i no i won't do it. <laughs> i i go to i go to I, i've got been to two celebrations i've been to a san diego comic-con now i've been to i go to all the i go into hamilton ontario comic-con two next weekend or two weekends from now like come on I <laughs> mean, like, so I, I make, I'm always around these places and, and, but for me, I built an R2D2 and it's not, uh, a, a regular, oh, it's not like a model, like a model kit or a Lego. It's, he's literally living, he's in my, he's in my master bedroom, actually. He looks flipping awesome. He's actually, yeah, he's in, I, when I, if you would have told me I would be inviting somebody into my wife and I's bedroom <laughs> at this point in my life, I would have not ever guessed it would be R2D2. <laughs> he's very handy. I mean, let's let's give it to him. He's he, he can is. Do a lot of stuff. He is, and yeah. you know what? It's kind of cool having R two in the corner of your room watching over you. you know I mean, like yeah. it, worked, it worked for Padme. Well, kind well, of. Well, uh, still, it could have worked. <laughs> you think he had it? Dude. Yeah. So, and again, going for this is what it, this is what we're this is what it was all about. So, this is this TFA. We've done all the retrospectives. We even covered the Clone Wars movie. Like, so we're going doing them in order. Next one, stay tuned. We got Rogue One coming up next, which is a, a another. It's not really de- not divisive, but just like a new, fresh take outside of the saga. Our first step into the what are they doing other than the Skywalker story? That's coming up next on the retrospective series. But this one was it kicks something off. It's almost like this doing this retrospective remind me of doing the New Hope retrospective. You mean it was like nobody knew what was going to happen until it happened. And now here, here we are. I mean, we're, 
you know, we're four years later and now we're expecting Rice Skywalker. It's just awesome. So once more around the horn, um, tell everybody where they can find you, what you're doing. You got any online projects or where people can DM you, uh, Matt, uh, what do you got going on? You got some Lego stuff, don't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's you, understand. Can, <laughs> you can find me on, I uh, do some stop motion. You can find me at pure genius Lego on YouTube. You can find me at pure genius Lego on Twitter, screaming about justice league and Snyder and wondering about that. <laughs> and then you can, <laughs> and then you can check out a podcast that I'm doing. It's called uh, mega halo, mega construct. It's where I just talk about the halo universe and the, mega construct uh toys that go with it cool awesome. excellent okay uh kyle you you have half a dozen podcasts on the doubling saber umbrella <laughs> uh, sure i don't know who, who counts anymore but yeah i'm at <laughs> find me at tumbling saber on twitter uh and if you're so inclined you can find tumbling saber and all the commonwealth podcasts um on apple podcasts or itunes whatever you call it Yes, the Star Wars Commonwealth. That's our that's the network we're in, and that's why we are all here. We we this this show is actually hosts and knights of the Star Wars Commonwealth from all across. Uh, what what do we what do we have now? San Diego Sabers, Sandcrawlers, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Generation X Wing, Nerd Room, the Tumbling Saber. We got Retro Inc. Of course, Talk Star Wars, what you're listening now. Am I missing anybody? Rogue Squad. Did we say Rogue oh, Squad? I said Rogue Squad. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to. I was doing. If you. If you are fans of the show, you know I was going around geographically. I did the states, then I came West Side Canada, <laughs> and then I eventually ended up in the UK. <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, okay, yeah, you can find myself. I do a weekly show with my good buddy Roman LeBeau. It is not Star Wars, and it is not um, for kids. It's just uh, a couple dudes hanging out, uh, commenting on on trending headlines and, and what's going on in the world, and just our base our own tomfoolery. So uh, check out <laughs> so the Roman. Yes, Tom Foolery. <laughs> <laughs> check out the Roman Podcast uh, that release uh, Wednesday at 3 p.m. every week. And, or you can check us out. We do this new uh, thing on YouTube. We live stream every episode. Oh, nice. We never promote our YouTube channel. Like We, we get very little views just because it's, we're a podcast. But because when we live stream to Facebook and Twitter, and when you live stream to YouTube, it's literally an extra box you tick, and boom, you have YouTube content. I don't have to do anything to it. So it's really, it's a really great thing for other podcasters looking into that. So check us out on all those platforms. That's the Roman podcast. Uh, you can also find myself here. I do the TSW Roundtable. Thanks to my good buddy, Rob Wade, who runs Talk Star Wars. And you know that because if you're listening to this, you're listening to the Talk Star Wars feed. So <laughs> you know, again, thanks so much, Rob Wade. And uh, thanks so much for all the work you do, especially with your Emotionally 14. He sponsors Talk Star Wars and in turn, which sponsors the Roundtable uh, with Emotionally 14, the Tumbling Saber podcast, also also the Roman Podcast. So the Roman Podcast has a is under an umbrella somewhere with some Star Wars guys, which is, you know, I mean, hey, you can't, can't help but be fun, right? It's it's an intriguing right. an intriguing smell in that room. Yes, it is. It's, it's yeah, very it, interesting. It's a good if mix. You, if you're gonna listen to yeah, Crazy Train, Roman Podcast, Nerd Room, Tumbling Saber, Talk Star Wars, uh, you're gonna get. Uh, yep, it's it, it'd be a hard mixtape to make. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you have yeah. you'd have to have Nerd Room, Tumbling Saber, Sith Disturbers, Roman Podcast, Crazy Train talk star wars you'd have to there would have to be some sort of flow i mean when you're in in your progression of listening so sounds anyway, like a crazy thing <laughs> it is yes so uh so 
until uh, next time when we cover the uh, the Rogue One. Um, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you uh, for Matt and Kyle. We'll we'll see you next time. Later. <laughs> Thank you.